The coronavirus pandemic has disrupted the lives of Michigan families in many ways and will have long-lasting effects on Michigan's children, their health, education, and economic security. Where did they stand before the crisis began? The annual Kids Count report looks at all of those factors and tracks them over time. Kelsey Perdue is the Kids Count Michigan Project Director for the Michigan League for Public Policy. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, good morning. Now, the most recent data you have do not incorporate the effects of the pandemic. It's important to state that uh, at the beginning here. But do they give us any kind of clue what children will need most once this crisis passes? Absolutely. So though our data profiles are pre-COVID-19 numbers, they really highlight areas of need that existed before the pandemic and that the pandemic are really worsening, um, I think, that we can all expect. And so... Uh, our profiles still highlight areas of need and places where we'll need to focus as we seek to get through and then recover from COVID-19. Well, what are some of those areas of need? Adult child poverty is down throughout the state compared to 10 years ago, which is a great thing. The number of families that are struggling to make ends meet has actually gotten greater. So families are having a difficult time between um, their wages and high cost of living of making ends meet. And so that lack of financial security for so many families uh, is a big area of concern and bleeds over into really every other aspect of living. So um, one other thing that we found this year was that uh, a lot of children throughout our state are food insecure. They don't have enough food or they don't have enough nutritionally adequate food. And we've seen the importance of food banks and food distribution as schools have closed um, and as more and more people are losing their job. And so these numbers really highlight those examples of need around lack of economic security and lack of food security that already existed for families pre-pandemic and that continues to be a need going forward. State, county, and local governments have lost tax revenue because of the pandemic. Many leaders expect to make deep budget cuts. How will that affect social safety net programs designed to help families and children? Could this pandemic put more of them in poverty uh, and worsen life for those who are already there? When we consider our recovery from the last recession and improved job opportunities, improved economic activity, that was also paired with policy decisions that made health insurance and housing, for example, and child care more affordable for families. So families were really able to stretch their dollars further. And so as we move forward to um, get out of and recover from COVID-19, having policies in place that really help families access affordable housing, affordable child care, uh, food assistance, is really, really important that making sure that families can make ends meet. It is estimated that we will have a, a $1 to $3 billion deficit in our state budget, which is really alarming. But I think it's important to note that a state budget is a moral document just as much as it is a fiscal one. It really identifies our priorities, what lives, whose lives that we are willing to invest in, and crisis or not, it's really important to continue to prioritize children and families Children and young adults take up, um, they're about one-third of the population in our state, but they're 100% of our future. And every month, every year that we don't fully and adequately invest in them is a missed opportunity that we can't get back. We know of at least one domestic violence shelter in southeast Michigan that's seen an increase in calls since the stay-at-home order took effect in March. We also know from the New Kids Count report that child abuse and neglect have risen statewide since 2010. Could the pandemic make that situation worse? It is our fear that this pandemic will surely worsen child abuse and neglect numbers even further. 
They have gotten worse throughout the state and in most of its counties, many of its counties over the last uh, few years. And so that is a very alarming and sobering point. From the data and policy end, there really is an opportunity to better understand more behind what's going on with those numbers, to have data that is publicly available that um, disaggregates child abuse versus child neglect, and also understanding the source of neglect. Right now, we have no way of knowing if neglect is connected to lack of economic security. And so those are some, some ways that we as a state could better understand those numbers so that we can better meet those needs and address them, as well as more generally invest in child abuse and prevention programs throughout the state. There are some positive trends in your report. Uh, where is Michigan making progress in improving the lives of its children? Absolutely. So child poverty overall is down. And so that means that uh, more children um, have the resources that they need to support their their optimal birth and and body development. So that's a great point. Uh, Teen births are down in most counties. So teens can be teens for longer. That's another really great point. Um, And graduation rates are up in many places. So you know, we are really happy to celebrate these wins with advocates and policymakers and caregivers across the state. Um, and on the other side of that coin, really point to the need to invest further in safety net programs and food security and abuse prevention programs, as well as expanding health insurance to make sure more kids are covered. Uh, one other victory that you can claim is uh, the uh, raise the age legislation uh, to stop automatically treating uh, uh, 17-year-olds as adults in the criminal justice system. How did that come about? Absolutely. So Raise the Age was the culmination of years of hard work from lots of advocacy groups and parents and criminal justice advocates across the state. And we are so happy that um, now Michigan law has stopped automatically treating all justice-involved 17-year-olds as adults. So that's a great policy win for our state. Uh, And we've had some other ones. You know, last year, work requirements for the Healthy Michigan Plan that would have jeopardized health care coverage for hundreds of thousands of Michiganders were struck down in federal court. And asset test limits that um, were raised last fall that will allow more and more families to access key important programs like food assistance to help meet their families' needs. So we really look to folks who are doing the everyday work, service work, as well as advocacy work. We really need a combination of programs as well as policy to improve outcomes for kids across our state.